This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome on to this edition of the Kona Edge. My name is Brad Brown. It's awesome to have you with us. And I get to share a pretty cool story today. And it's the first time we head to Italy on the podcast. And uh, a great pleasure to welcome Federica De Nicola on to the show to talk a little bit about her journey. She hasn't been in the sport that long, but uh, she is an absolute machine and getting some great results. Uh, finished second in her age group, Kona 2016, heading back in 2017 uh, with one goal and one goal only, and that is to win her age group. So uh, that's coming up on today's show. Don't forget, uh, if you are running out of time, if you'd like to win that entry into a half uh, into a half Ironman race, I'm going to be paying for someone uh, this month and every single month for the rest of the year uh, to the value of $350. Uh, all you need to do if you'd like to uh, get into the draw, head over to theconaedge.com forward slash win, uh, become a patron of the show, and uh, yeah, we'll put your name in the draw for every dollar you pledge and help us keep the lights on. Uh, you get one entry. So that's theconaedge.com forward slash win. Don't forget as well to head over to our Facebook group. We've got some cool things going on there. It's uh, theconaedge.com forward slash Facebook. It'll redirect you straight across to that as well. It's time for today's Coach's Corner. If you're an athlete looking for a coach, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we've got access to some of the best triathlon and Ironman coaches around. If you'd like to find out more, uh, hook up with one of our coaches, whether you need help with a swim, bike, run, or nutrition, all you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. You can get all the details there. Check out all the coaches that uh, we've got access to. And don't forget, too, if you are a coach and you would like to get access to uh, the podcast and get uh, a bit of a plug on the podcast, all you have to do is head over to that same URL, okay? It's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can get all the details there. So that's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Well, we head to Milan in Italy now and it's a great pleasure to welcome Federica Di Nicola onto uh, the podcast. Federica, welcome onto the Kona Edge. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Brad. Federica, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. You're the first Italian that we, we've got onto the podcast, so hopefully the first of, of many. Tell me a little bit about uh, your journey into the sport. You haven't been around triathlon for, for that long. It's just been a, a few years that you've been in the sport now, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, that's true. I started just three years ago, and uh, I started as a total newbie. I come from none of these three sports, and uh, I started as a bet. I enrolled in an Ironman 70.3 just to finish it and uh, be the first finisher uh, among my friends. And uh, I participated in uh, Rappersville 70.3 and uh, finished it in six hours. And uh, I had an awful race, but I was so happy to be a finisher that I fell in love with the sport and started to train seriously to improve my abilities and become better and better. I love the fact that it was a bet. Federica, was there wine involved in this bet? Sorry? Was there any wine involved with the bet when you when you first uh, got into uh, the sport? Uh, it was my ex-boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wanted to finish it before him. So <laughs> I 
managed to, so it was a great win for me. <laughs> Fantastic. Federica, from a, from a sporting background perspective, have you always been fairly active? Uh, yeah, but just to keep fit, I was nothing, com- uh, I was not really competitive, so I just ran in the park uh, or uh, had the uh, non-competitive races, uh, nothing serious actually. Uh, but triathlon uh, changed this uh, this this part of me because now I'm very very competitive. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> were, were you were, I, were you competitive in other parts of your life? I mean, growing up academically when you were studying, were, were you always yeah. were you trying to be first? What was what did you have a competitive streak in you? Yeah, definitely. In uh, in high school, I competed in uh, the national. Uh, uh, translation competition of ancient Latin and Greek, and I was the Italian champion actually. <laughs> so, but uh, it's really a, another kind of competition. But so, it, but it's still the competitiveness, and and by the sounds of it, you've taken that competitive nature that's always been in you and uh, applied it to triathlon. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it's true. I just changed the the kind of competition. Yeah, absolutely. Federico, what do you do for a living? What's uh, work-wise, what do you do? Uh, I'm a student. I'm a medical student, actually. So I have a long way uh, to... a long path uh, to follow uh, because I'm 24 and uh, medicine usually takes uh, six years plus the uh, residency. So I'll be ready to work around 30 years old. So it's a long way. Where where do you get the time to train and study? I mean, if you you're in med school, it it's not uh, an easy course to be doing. You, you you must be pretty good at time management. Yeah, definitely. I usually wake up around five o'clock every day, and uh, start the day with the uh, with the swim training with the swim session. And uh, uh, last year I used to go to university every day. So uh, I had less time to train. This year, I talked to the my professors, uh, and they accepted to let me uh, have a different frequency uh, at university. So I just go when I have to do my exams, etc., and uh, I'll be ready to graduate in seven years in, instead of six. But that's a great thing for me because uh, I can train enough uh, and uh, uh, manage my time uh, in a different way and have time to rest. So uh, I can study from home and uh, train uh, throughout the whole day. That's uh, that's pretty my routine. Awesome. Federica, that first half Ironman that you you did, you said you finished in six hours, which uh, in your mind isn't, isn't a great time. Was it on that day that you decided, I like this, I want to get fast and I want to get better? Uh, not on that day. That day I just fell in love with the sport. Then I started to train with the team and uh, I started to be competitive with my teammates. So I wanted to be better than them and uh, I, wanted to be, I wanted to win something. So I, uh, I found a coach. And I asked him to bring me to the uh, 70.3 World Championship. So in 2015, uh, I enrolled in Ironman 70.3 Barcelona. And I took the slot for the 70.3 Ironman World Championship. 
And that year I was a sixth uh, in uh, my age group. So it was a big result for me as I was uh, uh, training just uh, from one year. And uh, it was a great achievement. And at the end of that year, I decided that it wasn't enough for me. So I wanted to do something more and I wanted to take part in an Ironman. So in, at the end of the year, I enrolled in uh, Ironman Cozumel and uh, arrived to the finish line uh, really, really, really tired. I was uh, completely destroyed from the race, but it was the best feeling I've ever felt in my whole life and I qualified for Kona so this was the start of the real journey my real triathlon journey uh, as a serious athlete let's say that's amazing did you go to that first Ironman in Cozumel that knowing that you wanted to get a Kona slot was that the goal or or knowing that you hadn't been that distance before you just wanted to finish and and see how you went what was the how did you approach it uh, in the beginning, it was just, uh, okay, Cozumel is uh, in, the, in November, so I want just to finish this Ironman and understand uh, how this distance is different from the 70.3. And then next year, I'll try to take the slot. But it, I kept it really cool, and uh, I arrived to the finish line in uh, 10 hours 50. That was uh, not a bad time, in my opinion. And uh, I took the slot, so uh, I thought, uh, okay, that's my race, that's my distance, uh, I'll, uh, I'll take it as a sign. And uh, the following year, I wanted to do another Ironman because I didn't want to go to Kona with just one Ironman uh, on my shoulders. So I enrolled also in uh, Ironman France. That was uh, my, my favorite race. Uh, because uh, it's really hilly and there's a, a, lo a long climb and uh, I love climbs on the bike. And uh, I was uh, first in my age group and uh, 13th overall. That was a great achievement to me. And, uh, and it was uh, a great training uh, for Kona. And then, I, okay, I went uh, to Kona and uh, I, I gave it all. But I died on the last 10 Ks on the run. And uh, I was first in my age group uh, till the 30th kilometer. Then I died and I arrived to the finish line second. But hopefully this year uh, I won't die at the third, <laughs> at, at the third kilometer and uh, manage to do better. What, what made Kona so tough, that, that last stretch on, on the run? What's, looking back now, what do you think it was? It was too hilly to me. I wasn't. I was prepared to the uh, hilly bike, to the wind, to the hot and humid weather, but I didn't think the the run was so hilly, and uh, my my muscles just didn't stand it, and uh, I died. As far as preparations from from that one to to this year, obviously the goal is to go back in in 2017. Are you doing anything differently? Have you have you changed much about the way you're training? Uh, I'm doing so uh, more strength exercises uh, in all the three disciplines. Uh, I I hadn't uh, a good uh, strength. I I have never been very strong. Uh, as I was keeping just fit, uh, my my muscles weren't so developed, let's say. 
So uh, I started to hit the gym uh, twice a week. And uh, also during my weekly training, I have a, a strength se- a specific strength session uh, uh, in the in the swim, uh, in the bike, and run. In the swim, uh, I use a lot of uh, pedals and uh, bands, and uh, in the in the in the bike, uh, I always do SFR that are uh, the slow repetition, uh, the the slow frequency repetitions. That are one of my favorite workouts, and uh, in the run I use the treadmill uh, with the three percent in, uh, incline to, uh, and uh, I run uh, at a, a fast pace for thirty seconds. Thirty seconds uh, I run, thirty seconds I stop, and uh, that's really a great uh, exercise for your calves, I think. Mm. And uh, these three trainings uh, are really uh, improving uh, my my training. Federica, let, let's talk about the, the experience of, of racing in Kona and being prepared. Italy, I, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know much about sort of Milan, but I, I know just from, from watching cycling, particularly in, in Europe and, and the, the Giro d'Italia, the, it's, it's not the flattest of places. Yes, there are parts that are flat, but uh, as far as... The, the cycling and and the routes that you would generally ride. You mentioned you like the hills. I mean, you 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 fancy the Nice course and the the, the Ironman Nice course is pretty tough. That cycle is hard. Do do you get to ride lots of hills uh, around where you live? Uh, well, actually, Milan is uh, is the flattest part of Italy. But uh, I during the weekends uh, I usually take the car and go to the to the lakes. Or uh, uh, there are two big lakes close to Milan that are one hour uh, uh, far away with the car. That are the uh, Lake Maggiore and Lake Como. The Como Lake is pretty famous around the world, I think. And uh, the my my long bike uh, session is usually uh, going around the whole lake. And uh, around the whole lake, uh, there are uh, many mountains and hills, so you can uh, you can have a, a, a different climbs with uh, uh, different inclines, uh, but also flat rides around the lake. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good place to ride, uh, and uh, biking uh, comes easy because there are good places uh, and. Uh, good panoramas uh, so it's my favorite mm. definitely T- tell me a little bit about the triathlon scene in italy i know like i said cycling i know is is pretty big uh, triathlon is it growing uh triathlon is uh, really growing we have uh, two ironman events in italy now that is the ironman italy that will take place for the first time in september and the half ironman italy that uh, that took place last week and uh, short course, uh, short course triathlon is uh, pretty popular, but uh, there are not many people who who actually practice it. There are more Ironmen uh, that go around the world uh, and live the experience of the Ironman uh, as a as a story, as a uh, as something to prove themselves, but. Uh, uh, the the sad thing I would say 
is that uh, our uh, triathlon is uh, not really popular uh, among the the um, the national sports. So the federation uh, is not well known. Uh, there are not uh, many many sponsors, uh, and uh, we are looking abroad to. Uh, to feel uh, to feel comfortable uh, with, uh, with this, uh, we are trying to uh, have a, a bigger movement, but uh, it's not so easy. So it will come, I think, in the next years. Federica, what was it that that made you fall in love with the sport after that that first seventy point three? What 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 do you love about the sport of triathlon and, and particularly Ironman? Uh, I love two things the most. The first thing uh, is that uh, yeah, you can't predict, predict the race because uh, it's such a long race that uh, anything can happen. And uh, so you, you, you can't have a plan and stick to a plan. You, you have to have a plan, of course, because uh, uh, it's a long journey and uh, you can just go and say, okay, I'll do my Ironman today. Uh, but uh, there are so many different conditions uh, that involve your health, uh, the weather, uh, mechanics in your bike, uh, that uh, anything really can happen to the finish line. And uh, the other thing that I love uh, is that you really uh, prepare this this journey and the, uh, the fatigue you, you experience throughout the journey uh really are really rewarding at the finish line at the finish line uh, it's you with your fat hue and you say okay i did this uh, and uh it's all my work so it's, this gratification uh, is something unique in my in my opinion yeah, and particularly in today's day and age where everything is about sort of immediate gratification, whereas training training for an Ironman, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes months. And uh, if you put the right training in and you do the hard work, race day is a, a celebration for all the hard work that you've done and, and almost a reward where you get to celebrate the, the months and months of hard work you've put in. Yeah, exactly. That is. Uh, it's something you say... Okay, I I worked hard. Uh, I sacrificed a lot of time, uh, uh, a lot of um, uh, a lot of energy actually, but uh, it was worth it. And uh, when it's not worth it, uh, it's it's something uh, really um, I don't know. It's delusional. The the, the only delusion I had was in uh, South Africa this year. Because uh, I I was prepared, uh, I was in uh, top shape, but then I I got a flat on the bike, and uh, and so I lost uh, like 20 minutes on the bike, and I didn't have the result I expected, and uh, that was awful. It was uh, such a delusion uh, that uh, uh, all my work uh, didn't pay off, but. Uh, uh, just part of the Ironman, as I was saying before, uh, the fascinating thing uh, is that you can't predict what is going to happen on race day. So you have to deal with that uh, and just uh, look for the next race.
Yeah, I mean, how do you deal with disappointment? By the sounds of it, you you almost burst onto the scene. You you qualified for Kona at your your first sort of attempt at an Ironman. Uh, but but you have, like you say, at Ironman South Africa this year, you had a, a disappointment. How do you deal with it from a mental perspective? What do you what do you say to yourself to not sort of beat yourself up that uh, something like that does happen that's out of your control? Um. Well, my my reaction was enrolling in Ironman Lanzarote one year, one month later, so, so that <laughs> I could myself that uh, I was ready, I was going to to smash it, uh, and uh, no matter what, I was going to Kona, and uh, it worked for me because uh, I had another target and uh, I was working hard for it. So, and in Lanzarote, I actually took this lot uh, for Kona again. So, I think uh, putting another target inside uh, is a good, uh, a good thing to uh, deal with the stress and the disappointment. Well, you've, you've been to Kona before, you're going again. W- what is it that is so special about Kona? What's the attraction? Uh, well, Kona is something unique itself uh, it's uh, the the whole the race week uh, is a sort of uh, uh, triathlon party you you feel like a hero they make you feel like a hero everywhere you go you have your Kona bracelet uh, and the people uh, are staring at you and uh, uh, make you feel really like you did something extraordinary and uh, the whole Kailua Kona village is becoming a sort of a giant expo. And uh, you go around the streets and everybody is giving you three, free things uh, or uh, gifts. And uh, there is an atmosphere uh, that is so special. It's like, uh, I don't know, I can if you have never been there, you can't really understand what's what is it being there and um, race day uh, is something uh, extraordinary the the day before when you go to the transition zone uh, uh, they make you feel like uh, you are uh, the most important athlete uh, in the world uh, you have volunteers helping you uh, taking care of your bike taking care of you explaining everything uh, giving you all the advice, uh, all uh, all the information you will need for race day, and uh, you are uh, you are among uh, many athletes that are in uh, in your same condition, and uh, there is a general excitement everywhere you go, and uh, it's something fantastic, in my opinion. Because you are sharing your journey with other people that are sharing your same passion and uh, come from uh, all around the world uh, to to experience this uh, in uh, in Hawaii. So it's wow, it's extraordinary. Federico, your your first one you mentioned you you sort of blew up on the run and, and hung on for second. You you going back this year, obviously with the ambition to to win. That's the plan. Uh, yeah, of course, that's the plan. Uh, but uh, as uh, it happened in South Africa, I can predict what will be on race day. But uh, of course, I'm training hard to to improve my placement. That's the aim. What, what is the biggest lesson that Ironman has taught you? The biggest life lesson? 
um, hard work pays off. Maybe uh, something that uh, you can take from Iron Man. And uh, but the thing, in my opinion, uh, that is most important is determination because uh, Iron Man is mostly a mental game. You can train hard. You can be the fastest on the bike, the fastest on the run, the the best swimmer in the world. But uh, if you are not dealing with your mental games, uh, you won't win any race, in my opinion. Because uh, there are uh, many many moments during the race uh, in which uh, you have a crisis. Uh, you want to just stop. Uh, just uh, listen to your body. That it's uh, complaining and uh, asking you to, to stop the pain. But uh, if you have the, the good motivation, the, the good de- uh, a great determination, uh, you'll, you'll deal with it uh, and uh, you'll, you'll keep on going. So it's really the thing that uh, the, your mental games uh, are... Uh, bringing you to the to to your target more than uh, your body and your uh, physical preparation let's talk about your mental sort of challenges and and how you get over them everyone talks about the the three disciplines the swim the bike and the run but you you're right it is such a, a mental game what are some of the things that you do to to mentally prepare yourself and also to mentally make yourself stronger but then also on race day when you're struggling to get yourself out of those deep holes and the dark patches mentally? Okay. Before the race, I do a lot of visualization. So uh, I I make sure to know the the course so that I can imagine myself during the course uh, and uh, imagine all the possible situations. So I think uh, if I get flat here, I do this. If I... Uh, have cramps uh, in this uh, in this place. I'll do that because uh, on race day you you aren't that uh, that ready to think uh, of plan B. You have to have an automatization uh, in the beginning. So uh, I make sure to prepare myself in advance. Then on race day, I as I said before, I'm really competitive. So I think uh, of uh, all the other girls that are against me, and I think uh, I'm. Why am I? Uh, can't I be better than them? There's no reason uh, I I can't be better than them. So I keep pushing uh, as hard as I can. And uh, uh, a couple of months ago, I read an interview of um, Sebastian Kille, and I read a phrase that, that became my mantra. That is. Uh, if it's hurting me, it's killing them. So every time I'm struggling, I think if it's hurting me, it's killing them. And I keep on going and think it will be worth it. I love that. That is that is fantastic. Federico, we've got a lot of a lot of triathletes who are just starting out in the sport that listen to, to this podcast. What advice would you give to, to someone who's just starting out in the sport and thinking of possibly doing their first Ironman? Uh, the first thing, have fun during training. If you are not having fun while you're training, uh, you won't get there. Because uh, if you're struggling uh, in your daily routine, uh, uh, you just won't make it. 
because uh, your motivation uh, it won't be enough you just get you will just be frustrated it will it will it won't worth it and uh, the second thing uh, uh, don't be so lonely everybody says that uh, iron man uh, is a it's one self journey and uh, i agree with that but that, that is on race day Uh, during the preparation, you have to share your journey with your family, with your friends, with your coach, uh, with your teammates. Uh, and I think that this is really important to improve yourself uh, and uh, also uh, take, uh, take some, uh, learn something from the other's experience. You, and, uh, okay, sorry. You, you mentioned your, your coach. You, you did you get a coach straight away when you first started in the sport or did you after that first 70.3 decide you know what I want to get better at this I need to get help uh no after the 70.3 I decided I needed some some help and uh having an external eye on what you are doing is fundamental in my opinion because uh uh there is to do uh too much or uh, to uh To lose the sight of what you're doing uh, is really high. So it's really important to me to have a coach uh, that tells me, okay, now you have to rest or, okay, now it's time to push. You you obviously got the ambition to, to head back to Kona in 2017 and win, but what do you still want to achieve in the sport beyond, beyond Kona 2017? What do you want to achieve? Uh, well, this year, in my opinion, will be a great test for me to see if I can get uh, uh, something farther in the sport uh, or just uh, be a good age group. Uh, because I'm in the sport, uh, uh, just I started just in 2014, but in three years I really improved. So uh, if this year I can achieve some great results, uh, also... Uh, in the in the absolute and not in my age group, I can think of passing pro next year and uh, keep on uh, with my studies, but just slow them down so that I I can manage to to be a pro too. If this year I I see that uh, I just uh, had my peak performance last year and I won't improve uh, any better. I'll keep going, uh, be a, a good age grouper and, uh, and keep on with my studies uh, and do something that will be a sort of uh, physician, coach, uh, athlete, uh, I don't know where, <laughs> what. As far as, uh, as far as the coach that you, you mentioned, what do you look for in a coach? What's, what's important to you? Um, well, I don't really need a coach that motivates me because uh, I, I have a lot of motivation myself. But I have a, I need a coach uh, that uh, tells me what to do specifically, scientifically during trainings. Because uh, uh, not coming from any of the sports, uh, I, I lack a lot, of, a lot of abilities in the swim, uh, in the bike and the run. Uh, and uh, I need a person who tells me uh, what's the right way to do things, uh, what are the right drills to do, uh, what are the 
the things I have to look for uh, uh, during training uh, and uh, during the race. And uh, the other important thing uh, is that uh, my coach uh, has to be uh, close to me, in my opinion. He, I, I live in Milan and my coach lives in Milan uh, and I see him uh, like uh, four times a week. And uh, so that and uh, it's really important that uh, your coach sees you, sees your improvements uh, and uh, sees you also uh, psychologically so that he he can be able uh, to understand if you are uh, uh, if you are tired, if you are not training well because you have something else uh, in your mind uh, or uh, you are improving because uh, you're in a good mood, etc. Fantastic. Well, Federica, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Cone Edge. I look forward to chatting to you about the individual disciplines, but we'll save that for another time. Thanks for your time today. Okay. Thanks a lot, Brad. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much to Federica. I hope you enjoyed that story. And it's I just love getting all the different accents. Uh, on uh, the podcast and I'm sure you're listening to this thinking but you've got an accent I don't have an accent uh, I just love everyone else's accent so uh, we've added another tick into or another check into the box for another country uh, as far as guests go on the podcast so I hope you enjoyed that and don't forget if you'd like to reach out you can pop me an email brad at com is my email address come straight into my inbox if you have any questions or suggestions or if you'd like to uh, find out more about the show or if you know someone who you think would be a great guest let me know. That's Brad at is my email address. Until tomorrow, have yourself a superb one. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge.